Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. This is a house of miracles. I said this is a house of miracles. I said we've seen so many miracles. I said we've seen so many miracles. I said we've seen so many miracles. Come on, we've seen God move in our midst. We've seen God do great things. Great things. Great things. So why would he be done now? You know, the children of Israel, they'd seen so many miracles. Saw the Red Sea open. They saw the, the, the overturn of a government for their sake. They saw a fire at night and a, and a cloud to cover them by day. It's not enough to just see the miracles. Gotta be careful that your heart never gets cold. Because well, if I saw those things, I'd believe. Are you sure? People saw Jesus. Saw people saw the hands of miracles that Jesus did, and they still didn't walk closely with the Lord like they should. So it's important that we don't grow cold. I said it's important that we grow cold. Don't grow cold. You know, in the Book of Revelations, it talks about a church that does everything right, but forgets its first love. You tithe. You give. You work great miracles, but you forgot your first love. Who was that? Jesus. Jesus. You forget Jesus. At the end of the day, it's about Jesus. At the end of the day, it's about falling at his feet. At the end of the, at the, end of the day, it's about having a, having a relationship with Jesus. It's about being hungry for the things of God. I said it's about being hungry for the things of God. Hungry for the anointing. Hungry for the move. Hungry for the stirring on the inside of you. Come on. So how many people I got here that are hungry? We're, we're ready to sit at the feet at the feet of Jesus. Ready to sit at the feet of Jesus and see what he has for us. Come on. We serve you. We, we serve. You serve a good God. Amen. Woo. Man, I tell you, I'm stirred. Y'all may be seated. Thank you, River Band. I tell you, man, it gets more anointed. I don't know what's going on, but every week, every week it just gets more anointed with the River Band. Just more anointed. I tell you, the anointing is just getting strong. You know, unity does something to a church. I said unity does something for a church. When people are in unity, uh, the, God's able to flow. God is able to move. God is able to stir us up and get us in, the, in, in a place, in a position. Amen. Amen. Uh, a little bit, just a kind of a FYI, just a heads up, because we know how many of you know we're headed towards an election. Amen. People look, if you look, oh, we're going to have a vote for a president. Yeah, there's a, a move for an election. <laughs> in case, and if you don't know, well, then you're just living in a cave somewhere. Uh, you can go to online, visit, or visit the church online website. This gives you the party platforms. I don't know who's read it. I'm not going to ask anybody with a raise of hands to, 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 so I, can be, I don't want to be disappointed and know who didn't read this. But I, 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 you need to know the platforms. You need to know what you're voting for. Are you voting for godliness or are you voting for someone who's just going to give you something for free? I'm voting for godliness. Now, I'm not saying everything in that party is godly. Because there's some folks that I would just kick out on their uh, boots of hiney in, in, in a hot second myself. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's important to vote for righteousness. Is it, it's, it's, it's important to vote for people that will defend life. That's right. That's right. It's important to vote for people who will defend life. Now, I know some things happen. People have medical situations. I ain't talking about them. I ain't talk, but I'm talking about the people who just, you know, this, this is a problem and I need to get rid of it. No, it's not a problem. It's a blessing. That's right. Babies aren't a problem. They're a blessing. That's right. 
and, and, and then decide after the baby's birth if you want it or not, and still be able to decide whether or not you want to kill a baby. Right. I mean, that, there's just something sick about that. Yeah. Sick about that. And they just sit there and just smile at you like, ah, that's okay. It's not okay. Murder's not okay. Murder, murder of a child is not, no, no more different than also killing somebody or starting a war just to start a war. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad President Trump said no to, not, to stop uh, not doing a war in Iran. All, both sides were, were saying, he said, no, I'm not. He says, why do you want me to go start a war? He goes, he goes well, they shot our, they showed our, they shot our uh, drone down in Iran. So how many people are going to have to die because we, uh, at least 150, over a drone that we flow over someone else's airspace? You, you, we're, we're in, he said, no, I'm not going to do it. And everybody got upset with him. See, you need a president that's going to stand up and say no when it's time to say no. You know, when it's important to say no. We don't just do things to do things half-heartedly. We do them because they're important, because they are truly, in fact, the defense of this nation. And there's a lot of good people out there that, that have the heart of God, that want to do the right thing. You ought to want to do the right thing. We want to do the right thing. Praise God. So make sure you vote. I said make sure you vote. Don't you be sitting there complaining about you know, your president, about your, whoever's in office, because you didn't vote. Now this is a time where we get critical about these things. And you should be critical. This is a time where you, you don't cram for a test. You should be engaged enough to know what's going on. I said, you should be engaged enough to know what's going on. And if you're just constantly watching CNN, MSNBC, and all, just all that trash, you'll, you, I like what one progressive person said. Are you going to quote a progressive person? Yeah. Because he's, he's what we call um, intellectually honest. He said this. He says, they're, they're lying to you. Because I'm a left-wing guy. They're lying to you. They lie, they've lied to us. They've lied to everybody, and they don't stop lying. NBC, ABC, CBS, they don't stop. They can't help themselves but lie to you. Every time, they, before they open up their mouth, they're already lying. He goes, those of us who are engaged in, the, in, in this stuff, you don't have to work hard to know what's going on. And they'll tell you, oh, you, you just, it's just so hard. No, it's not. That's why it's important to stay engaged. It's important to, you know, if, if people on the left can be honest, so can we on the right be honest. And on both sides, be honest with what situations that are going on. And I, I, I like people that are, are, that are at least honest with themselves, yeah. critical of things. Yeah. I'm not talking about just being criticizing and uh, just, you know, dishonoring people, yeah. but just being able to say, you know what, that's true. We need to make a change on that. Yeah. You know, Pastor uh, Brenda said this. She goes, you know, Pastor, talk to me. I may need to make some changes. How have you know my pastor spoke to me and said I need to make changes? And what do you think I do? I make changes. Yeah. Yeah. I make changes. Yeah. Why? Because it's, it's the better good of this church. It's the better, uh, better good for this community and this nation when you and I have to choose righteousness and do the right thing. Do you hear what I said? We ought to be doing what's right. I'm telling you, I, I've made a decision to follow after Jesus. Not fool around. I said we, we can't afford to fool around in these last days. I'm telling you right now, the anointing is strong in here. I'm telling you right now, the anointing is strong right here to, to break some people free of some stuff. And if you open your heart wide enough and allow yourself to be a listener, a good listener, I'm telling you, you'll get set free. I said you'll get set free. You know, I, like many of you don't, many of you, some of you do know my testimony. But, you know, there were things hanging in my life. They weren't, they weren't letting me stay free. There were things in my life I did, was, didn't want to let go. But I, I noticed that when I let them go, I got free. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. You know, I'm just sitting there this week. I, I, I'm, watching the, I'm, I'm watching game one of the Dodgers. Go Dodgers. 
I'm, I'm, I'm cheering him on. Game one was phenomenal. How many saw game one? A few hands. That was a good game. I was all, hallelujah. And so at the end of the game, the Lord said, okay, Pastor Marcus, you enjoyed that game? I said, yes, Lord, I enjoyed that game. He says, now you can't watch the rest of this, the series. And I never questioned it with my mind. He says, this is a time for you and your people to consecrate themselves to the things of God. It's time for you and your people to say that he is bigger in them than, than he that is in this world. I'm telling you, it's time for Jesus to be bigger in us. I said it's time for Jesus to be bigger on the inside of us. Sometimes we've got to be really careful that we don't talk ourselves. Well, God don't really care. He knows, he knows I get weak and, and watch the scores. You know, I, I, only, I purposely ignore the scores. I don't even want to see the score. I did see the score once by accident. I'm like, no, I wasn't supposed to see that. So I just did. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, even, I'm not going to even go there. I'm going to stay away from there. I'm going to stay away because what am I doing? I'm spending, this is my time of consecration. This is my time of separation. This is my season. This is, this is the time where God separates me because he wants to do something more on the inside of me. Church, God wants to do something more on the inside of you this year. He wants a greater anointing on the inside of you this year. He wants your marriage to be better this year. B- boys, girls, he, he, this is your season of being a Daniel. This is your, this is your season of being uh, a Samuel. Where you said, I'm, I'm pulling out the things that don't belong here. I'm, when I'm in bed and I'm laying in my bed, I'm praying to Jesus. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. That's right. That's right. Well, I'm just a kid. It don't matter how old you are. Right. Samuel, Daniel, all the great men of God, they started at their youth. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Come on, we have a group of generation changers. Kids, children here that are going to change a generation because they ain't playing footsie. That's right. Come, on. Come, on. Come on, we ain't playing footsie with the world. No siree. We're jumping in. Yeah. Jumping out. Come on. We're not, we're, we're not just you know, playing, playing religion now. Yeah. It's time for the church to start seeing miracles on their own. On. It's time for you to start seeing miracles That's on your right. own. Right. It's time for you to be, be who God called you to be. That's right. Amen. It's time for you to stop getting uncomfortable with yourself. Yeah. Come on. Be, stop, stop being uncomfortable with the anointing. Stop being uncomfortable with being bold. Yeah. It's time for you to be bold. It's time for you to start being obedient. That's good. Come on. That's right. I'm sitting in the grocery store, and, and I, I, I'm telling you, when you get to the point where you're just being obedient, you don't even listen to, listen to the, that voice that tells you not to do it. You, you, know, you get to that point. I'm walking up, and there's this young couple with their sweet little baby. Young couple. Cute little baby. And, you know, she's kind of, you know, she's sitting there with her baby and she's holding, he's holding the baby. They're paying for the girls and it looks like they're buying ribs and looks like they're celebrating something. Pastor Mike says, they didn't have alcohol. And I'm like, no, but it wouldn't matter. If God told me to do it, I would do it anyways. It didn't matter. So they sat there and they got their little energy drinks. They're putting, but you could tell they're celebrating something. Maybe he got a raise. Maybe he, maybe, I don't know. Does it matter? Does it matter when it comes to obeying God? Does it matter when God tells you to do something to do something? And I'm just sitting there, I go, I looked at them, Lord said, when was the, when was the last time you, you, you bought anybody's uh, groceries or, or paid their grocery bill in front of them? I go, it's been a while. And I go, and the, but you know, I didn't ask Jesus, uh, do you want me to pay? No, there, there was no more discussion at that point. There was no more discussion after that point. I didn't have to sit there, well, God, is that you? No, because I ought to know at this specific point in my walk, I shouldn't have to think about whether or not they need help. Yeah. And if they didn't need help, it wouldn't matter. That's right. Come on. 
All I know is that when I obeyed, it opened up a door. I said, God loves you. But more importantly than God loves you, don't say that God didn't ever do nothing for you. Do you hear what I said? Because a lot of people, they think, oh, God, don't ever do nothing for me. And God's done so much for them. Oh, God, don't ever. I said, don't ever say that. He loves you. He's giving you something. So don't ever say he didn't give you nothing. Well, they, 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 and they pulled out, they had money in their hand. I don't care if they had money in their hand. I wasn't persuaded that they, had, they, that they need. I said, now God, sometimes he'll give you some opportunities to give you some breathing room. So maybe you could pay a bill or maybe you can just enjoy your rest of your day. Who knows? But God cares about you enjoying the rest of your day. Who cares? God doesn't care that you have a little extra money in your pocket. What he cares about is that the money doesn't take you into the wrong places, the wrong times, the wrong, with the wrong people. That's what he cares about. I'm telling you, the anointing is strong up here right now. I'm telling you right now, the anointing is strong up here right now. I'm telling you, people are getting set free right now. You know, and, and, and I, don't believe, I don't just believe that they're getting set for here, but I, I know they're getting set free other places. I do. We got people all over the country listening to this thing now. This is just this little tiny town. You, listening to you, because you fund this. Without you, we can't, we can't reach the world. Without you, we can't, we, can't fund, we can't fund other people who are going out in, in different countries. Without you, we, we, we can't do those things. But the only reason why they're getting done is because what God's putting that grace on us. God's putting that grace on you. You, you, you don't think, well, where's all that money? Why did I get all this? Why did, ever since I started going to that church, I just started getting tons of money. I don't know why I get tons of money now. Everywhere I go, I just get blessed. I know why you get blessed, because God's setting you up. Because you're tither and you're giver. That's why God puts it in your hands. I, under, I Even I understand that. When I got born again and I, got, I started getting blessed, I started realizing God didn't give me this job so I could just hoard it to myself. That's why, that's why, you know, Pat, uh, Brenda, I keep saying, that's why Brenda keeps, when Brenda says these things, it's because we learn these things. I said, we learn these things and we schooled ourselves into faith. You know, uh, Pastor Melinda's parents taught me that you listen to the word all the time. Did you hear what I said? First thing they taught me when I got, I got born again. She goes, you need to listen to Brother Hagen. You need to listen to this person. You need to listen. Don't just listen to anybody. Listen to things that are going to help straighten your ship out. Listen to things that are going to strengthen you. I never, I never put anybody down. If you're a critical person, I said, if you're a critical person, you'll never go far. Wow. That person's a heretic. That person's, that person, that person, they got devils and, and the, the, the miracles they work, those are from the, that, that, that's of the devil. Oh, really? Oh, really? So you're blaspheming the Holy Spirit because you don't understand something? You'd call miracles works of the devil because you don't get it? Remember the sons of Sceva? How, how it goes, we cast out these devils in the name of, uh, of, of Paul. We, we, we cast these out. And what happened to those sons of Sceva? They got beat up. They got rent. Because they didn't have a relationship with, with the Lord. Yeah. you got to have a relationship with the Lord. Come on. Signs and miracles ha- follow those who believe. Yes, that's right. You ever just notice the ones who don't, who, who, who don't have these follow them, the miracles or uh, things happen to them? You ever notice that they, they'll sit there? They'll just sit there and they'll argue and debate these things? No, why would you argue and debate something that ain't happening to you? Because it ain't happening to you. So, you. so you don't feel comfortable. And what doesn't make you feel comfortable, you start to challenge because you, you don't want to go all out for God. Come on. But I want to go all out for God. Yeah. See, when I, when I got born again, I didn't believe God. 
But when I saw the workings in the hand of God, I seen, I seen devils get, cost, get cast out. I, start, I already started seeing people get healed and whole. I'll tell you, boy, that'll jerk the slack out of you every time. Every time that'll jerk the slack out of you. You start seeing miracles and signs and wonders. And you know what? You should be seeing that. I said, you should be seeing that. You should be seeing that. I saw this woman in Target the other day and her legs were all kind of crippled. And I was laying in bed last night and I was thinking about her. I said, boy, I hope I run into her again. And then the Lord showed me, he goes, you got a spitting anointing. I got a spitting anointing? He goes, yeah. He goes, get some, just get that leg, spit in, your, spit in your hands and put your hands on that leg next time. It'll straighten out. I said, ooh, that sounds exciting. A spit anointing. Who wants to see the spit anointing this morning? How come anybody said volunteer? Oh, I already saw it. I was going to say, it was one gentleman, I thought he was going to show up to church today. He had a crippled hand. I thought he was going to show up to church today. I was going to say, I was going to, I was going to tell Pedro and, and, uh, and, and Gonzalo, go get me a, 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 a bucket of dirt. Give me, a, give, me, give me an usher. Give me some dirt. I was, I'm not kidding with you. I was, I'm serious. I felt the anointing so strong. That's why, that's why I was got these claws. I'm ready. The Lord said, when the anointing gets on, it's going to be real strong. This so you carry them claws today. You, you make sure because there's people that are going to need some miracles. They say, when the anointing is on you, because while you're preaching, it's going to get on these cloths. I said, okay, I'm going to obey that. I'm going to obey that. I'm going to listen to that. See, I'm going to listen to that. See, it's, it's important that we listen to what God has for us. Yes, amen. Down there, is that God? Is that you? <laughs> God, is that you? You should, be, you should be spiritually far enough along that it ain't a question anymore. Yeah. Come on. It ain't a question anymore. That's right. Giving that person, buying their lunch. Yeah. And you know, I don't go around giving money to every homeless person. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't do something opposite to ease my conscience for what God told me to do initially. Yeah. Now, if God tells me to do it, I do it. Right. I'm prompt. I'm quick to do it, giver. Yeah. One time I drove by, passed somebody, I was supposed to give something, I go, mm. I did the old Mexican turnaround. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm turning around. I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm obedient here. I ain't going to miss this one. No. No. Because, you know, when you miss God, and you know how, you, how dumb you feel? I, I wish I would have just obeyed God. I just yeah. wish I would have obeyed. See, I'm tired of doing that. I don't want to do that no more. I'm tired of that. You, you just got to get sick and tired of that feeling that you missed it. Man, if I would just got it, I would have, ooh, I missed it. You, you got to start feeling about that way about yourself. You gotta start, you gotta start, you gotta start questioning yourself. Am I gonna listen to God today? You know, we got these, like I was saying, we've got we've got all this stuff on. You can listen online. I mean, Canada listens more to us. Canada! Canada! I got more listeners in Canada than Canada than California! How is that? You, you, ought to, you ought to be the biggest listeners of your own church. Canada. I was like, how has Canada got more listeners than Porterville? I mean, I just don't get that. Now, I ain't saying, I'm not complaining, but I'm talking to my people here. You, we got to learn to appreciate what's going on in this town. Y'all take for granted what you got. I got people all over the states listening. I'm like, I, people I never would have thought of even listen. And, and the Lord's telling me, tell your people, you need to get hungry. You need to stir yourself up. Don't take for granted what mama puts on the, on the dinner table. 
I saw this mama, boy, it, tur- it stirred me up. Stirred me up. Mama lined up her, her babies before she went out with her, her, her friend's house. She says, when we, I'm going to go to my friend's house. And today, you're going to shut your mouth. Well, you're never going to interrupt me when I'm talking. And if you do, I'm going to slap the fire out of your throat. That's all. She was talking to them kids. When it's time to go, you ain't going to complain. If, if someone hits you, you're gonna, you better knock their head off and you better not come and tattletale. I mean, she was giving them the speech. And you could tell the good kid. The good kid was sitting there listening. The little one that was still struggling, trying to keep herself together, she was like, she like, okay, mama. And the one that was struggling, this was me. This was the one that was struggling. You, can, you know the one that's struggling, right? He ain't going to make eye contact with mama. He's doing this against the wall. You know who that person is. That was you. Don't be picking on that poor child. Brenda was the one in the middle like, Praise God. No, no, that, that, that wasn't my preaching, so don't take that away from me. Let's open our Bibles this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Because we, we're walking in light this morning. We're walking in truth this morning. Praise God. Man, I love being on fire for Jesus. 25 years, following, 27 years, actually maybe longer, 28 years following, following after Jesus. Still love the Lord. I said, I still love the Lord. You don't have to pay me to get on fire for God. You hear what I'm saying? Some folks, you know, you're like, you're like I, don't know if, I don't know if I feel stirred. You know, I, it's been a long time. I just, I just need to go to church where they're going to have me a revival. And I just don't know. You know, I mean, I go to church. I hear what pastor's saying, but I don't quite get it. You know, you can get it. You can get it. You can, I said, you can get it. You got to make a choice that you're going to get it. Even if you don't get it, yeah. you pretend like you got I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you're going to do it by faith. Yeah. You, may, you may not understand everything, but by faith. Say, by faith, yeah. I get it. I get it. And initially your heart, may, you might not might get it, but your heart gets it. You're like, yeah. something there. Uh-huh. It says, there's something there. Uh-huh. And then it says, I'm laying hold of that. It's saying, I'm laying hold of that. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. I'm going to read you out of the Amplified Version because I love this portion of Scripture and how it's written. So you can underline your area, but boy, I'll tell you, just, just lay hold of this one. Boy, this is a good one. And, and, and Paul talking to the Corinthians, because you know there ain't no time for monking around. Yeah. There, ain't no more time, there ain't no time for messing around. Too many people messing around. Goofing around. Going to parks. Where'd you go this weekend? Oh, I'm up at the river. Oh, you went to church? No, 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 no. The lake, the river. Oh. What you doing there? Oh, you know. And to see him next week. Hey, I didn't see you last week at church. <coughs> oh, I just wasn't feeling well. Man, you lying. You lying. Don't be lying. You were practicing, practicing the old heathen ways. Instead of being in the house. God got something for us, this, for, for us today. I'm a little disappointed that Marietta wasn't here today because I know she's out there riding around in a motorcycle. <laughs> Don't tell her nothing. I just know she's driving around in a motorcycle right now somewhere around some lake somewhere. And, and Reverend Joe's sitting in the back of her chair. So I, I don't think we should be doing this, Marietta. You know it's true. You know it's true. 
Now, if you know anybody, for some of our guests who don't know them, they're older. They're in their, sev- they're in their 60s and their 70s. So, <laughs> praise God. But it can happen. I know it can happen. I don't worry about Reverend Joe. I keep my eye on her. I'll keep my eye on Marietta because she's a lot like me. First Corinthians chapter two, verse four. First uh, Corinthians chapter two, verse fourteen. He says, "But the natural, say the natural, natural. non-spiritual man, that's it, non-spiritual. does not accept, does not accept. Or, welcome, or welcome, or admit into his heart, his heart. The, gifts, the gifts, the teachings, the, teachings. the revelations of the Spirit of God." For they are folly to him. They're meaningless to him. He is incapable of knowing them, of progressively recognizing, understanding, and becoming better acquainted with them. Because they are spiritually discerned and, 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 est, and estimated and uh, underestimated and appreciated. They don't appreciate the word of God. The natural man. The natural man. You hear what I said? The natural man. In other words, the person who, who, who when they see the things of God, they don't get it. A natural man. What's a natural man? It's the old you. The one who likes to party instead of following God. The natural man. The natural man. He, 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 he's so hooked on his new tennis shoes. Don't step on my kicks. I got my big old gold, gold bracelet on. Leaning back in my car. Window pumping, music loud. I'm just talking about me right now. I ain't talking about anybody else. That's the natural me. You know, full-on Mexican. I got a photo. I got to show you this photo. It's me and Pastor Molina. We're at the beach. Her hair, she, she just must have washed her hair because it's kind of sitting straight. And her parents gave me a shirt years ago that's white, and, or it's blue, and it's white. And I'm wearing my, 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 um, my, my glasses are kind of thick, but they're, they're spy. And they're, I forget the name of the, the bats that make her. I'm wearing I'm sitting in the back. I'm like this. I go, man, I'm looking hardcore Mexican. And Pastor Melina, she's got this jean coat. And she's got this thing. I go, man, even she's looking hardcore Mexican. She's got this look. I go, man, we look hardcore, man. You would think Pastor Melina was like with a, she was hardcore. I, I got to bring that photo for everybody. It's just great. But that natural man. That natural, you, you, it looks like that old man. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes we go back and, and you know, we don't want to be that old man anymore. Yeah. Well, what's that old man? It's the old man that just does what he wants to do. Yeah. Sleeps whoever it wants to sleep. Drinks whatever it wants to drink. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Well, now you going to touch my drink? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to touch your drink. I'm also going to tip your cow <laughs> with the milk inside. I'm going to tip it. <laughs> God, God cares about, you know, I've been, I've been sober for 28 years. I told some God 25 years, but I forgot that I've been sober for 28 years. Sober. I love my sobriety. I, I love having my mind. Yeah. I like having, you know what? One thing I like is having the mind of Christ. Come on. I prefer having the mind of Christ. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. That's why you got to lose your mind. You do. You got to lose your mind. You got to lose your way, your way of thinking. We need to be careful about mixing the wisdom of man with the things of God. God told us to do with our natural minds and with our physical bodies. He has so instructed us to remain in the state of constant renewal. Keep your, keep your body to the spirit. Keep your body subjected to the spirit. Your flesh and its appetites. Keep your mind subjected to the spirit. In other words, I'm, I'm more spirit, spirit pulled than flesh pulled. 
In other words, my bed's not going to pull me and keep me from church. That means the beach is not going to call me more than church. That means, that means Disneyland's not going to call me more at church. That means the rock concert on, on Friday night's not going to keep me for church on Sunday. That means, that means all my endeavors are not going to keep me out of the house of God because the house of God is important to me. Amen? Because the, because, because, because the house of God is more important to me. I said the house of God is more important to me. Come on, let's open our Bibles to, to Luke chapter 4. Come on, we've got to keep our minds and stayed on him. Jesus said in Luke chapter 4, verse 4, say amen when you get there. Sometimes we need to see it in front of us. I said we need to see the words in front of us. Now, I know many of you know what this says, but you need to see it in front of you every time. That's why you've got to keep that word in front of your eye gates. And in Luke, in Luke chapter 4, verse 4, it says, But Jesus answered and said unto him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word but I, but I, but every word of God. That means country kitchen, the food you eat, or the place you the restaurants you go, ought not to be the thing that keeps you keeps you satisfied. If your stomach needs to be more satisfied, if your stomach is has, has your attention, that means your appetites. The things you want hold your attention more than the things of God, you're out of order. But if your attention and your, your heart is fixed on the things of God. You know, I wake up every morning to loud, to loud stuff every morning. I hear preaching loud every morning. I do. Someone wakes up before me, they got to, they got to turn it on, cling, and it's, I hear Brother Copeland preach. I, I, hear, I hear Kenneth Hagin preach. I hear Mark, heard Mark Hankins preach this morning before I even got up. Well, how do you? How, how come it's so loud? Why is it so loud? Because I have a wife next to me that just puts it on blast. She acts like there ain't nobody else there. She does. She just cranks up that. She cranks up worship music. Oh, the God thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy grave. I mean, she's just, she's just like hardcore Christian woman. And I love it. And I love it. Mama, mama, mama's in love with Jesus. You know, you come home and she's she's praying in the she's praying in the Holy Ghost. She come on, she come on. She's looking at me like, should I repent? What I do? It's important. I said it's important. See, when you're when you're stirred up and you're plugged in the Holy Ghost, it help you keep track of your family. You the 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 thing that keeps your family fed is you staying fed as a mother and a father. That's right. And you making it priority in your home that, no, me, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. And so it don't matter later on what the kids do. Because they'll come back. I said the kids will come back. But we need to make sure we're straight. Kids, you need to make sure you're straight. There's no reason why you can't be a Deborah. There's no reason why you, why you can't be what God called you to be, young ones. Well, why are you pre- preaching the kids? Because I know preaching the kids is just going to be as good as for the adults. You hear what I said? Yeah. I'm telling you, I don't think it's a coincidence that the, the, these little ones need to, that are in here right now. I'm also hesitant to reopen the back. I'll be very frank. <laughs> not, not because um, I don't think, I just think that everybody in these certain age groups, I can point out the ones that should be here. Like there's one, some little ones, I'm like, they can go. But then there's some ones like, no, they need to be in here. Mm-hmm. All the kids that are in here right now need to be in here. Right. I said all the kids that need to be in here need to be in here. Because yeah. you, you think, well, they're not getting, they're just squirming around. No, they're getting stuff. I said, they're getting stuff. But I remember the first time I went to church with my mom, it was a Catholic church, it was back in the day, and my mom sat probably like a second or third, or maybe it seemed like that close, but it was like maybe the third or the fourth row. I was sitting back, 
and, the, and the, the priest was up there. He was wearing all white, and he was doing his little thing. And I looked at him, and I was all, because I thought, that's what I want to do. And I was pointing. I, was, I didn't know how to talk. I just remember, because I was thinking, I want to do that. <laughs> Thank God I didn't do that, because I couldn't marry that. <laughs> that's a big jump. I mean, this is Nacho and Encarnacion. I mean, this is, this is the real deal. She's a holy woman. Come on. So you've got to put away some of those old carnal things if you want God's blessing on your life. You, 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 he, he's got to be the one that you want to sustain you. He has to be the one that, you, that has to sustain you, not you wanting to always sustain yourself. John, John 6, 63 says it is, it is the spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Wait, what does he mean this flesh profits nothing? What he's saying is carnal behavior, actions, things that are contrary to the spirit of God, they will profit you nothing. However, the words I speak to you, they are spirit because they are from God. And his actions and his ways give life in every arena if you are willing to do the word of God. You've got to be willing to do the word of God. Yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Philippians 2, 5 says, Let this mind, attitude, be in you which was also in Christ. Man, let this mind be you that was also in Christ. Let this mind be in you. Let this, this way of thinking, this way of operating, that I only do what I see my father do. I only say what my father says. I, I, I am, I'm an extension of his work here on earth. I'm only here to not accomplish what I want to accomplish, but I'm here to do what he has sent me to do. It doesn't mean you can't have fun. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy life. It doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to fall into Jesus. This is going to be a bummer. I don't know what I'm going to do. Instead of ignoring what's important. How many of you ever watch uh, the Andy Griffith show? You got Gomer Pyle. I love Gomer Pyle. He's just sitting there filling up. He's supposed to be filling up gas, but instead he's talking. <laughs> Let me tell you about the river. There's this big fish, and he's out sitting there by a rock. And, you know, here, here it is. In the boat that he's just telling this man for a minute. And he goes, just one minute. And the next customer leaves. He's upset because he's all he wants to get is gas. And then the, the next customer comes. He goes, let me tell you another thing. He's just telling story after story after story, not paying attention to the assignment that he has. And then finally, then finally one day, old Gomer gets, him, gets fired and goes to Andy. Andy, i got nowhere to go. It seems like my boss fired me. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't understand. I thought he was a real nice guy. He's just, he just kind of grumpy. He, he, you know, you have, a, you have a job and assignment for your life. You, you ought to be paying attention. Yeah. You know, there's a point where you may be sweet and adorable, most be the most loving, kind person in the world, but there's still things you've got to do. There's still things that are very important that need to be addressed in your life. Come on. There's, there's things that are important. I said there's things that are important. There's an anointings on you that need to be brought out. I mean, God's going to use your family. Did you hear what I said? He's going to use your family. I'm telling you right now, you guys have been marked out by God. You do know that, right? You do know that. And that house being on time the way it got on time, 
It, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't, you know, it's amazing. Sometimes like, well, we, man, it seems like it finally took forever. We no, you know why you got the house now? This is so they could see it. When I got my house, it's so they could, everyone else can see it. It's amazing. When I got my house, how many people got their house? It's amazing how when I got my house, how many people got their house? It becomes a model. See, God's going to use your life to model to others. That you can trust God, that you can follow after him. And so when you do the youth, when you start doing the youth and start teaching kids, that house will be, that house will be full of kids, but never think it's you. I like what doctor said. Now, I think I said, Kenneth Hagin said, but it wasn't, it wasn't Kenneth Hagin. It was doctor who said, you've got to be careful for the three G's. Three G's? Yeah. The gold, the glory, and the girls. You've got to be careful for them three G's. You want, you want the anointing on your life, you're going to have, and, and that means, you know, or, or the opposite sex. You're going to have to be careful for that. Because those things will take you out. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, good. So let this mind be in you. Let this mind, let the, Christ, let the mind of Christ be in you. Good. Philippians, let's turn our Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. Boy, I tell you, the preacher was on me today. I tell you, the preacher was on me today. Yeah, Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says this. It says, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Verse 7 says, and the peace of God, come on. And then notice when, you, when you're, you're careful, you're, you're, you're following him, you're following him. You don't have to be worried about stuff. Right. Follow him with prayer and supplications and be, thanks, be thankful. Yeah. Be thankful. Be thankful. A lot of people ain't thankful. I tell you what, the reason why I'm, I'm in where I'm at is because I'm thankful. First thing I did when I got in my house, you know what I did? I, I, my, my realtor probably looked at me like I was crazy. He looked at me like I was crazy. I rose my hands because I knew God gave me the house. And I began to worship. I said, God, you are so good. This house will only be used for you. This house is your house. Whatever you want me to do with this house, you want me to baptize people in the backyard, this is your house. You want me to throw a wedding in the backyard, this house is your house. Whatever, I said that about my first house. I said this about my second house. And wherever, wherever, wherever I'm at, I'm gonna, that's that, where I, where, my car is, is his car. Whatever he wants me to do with it, I will do with it. I've decided. I've decided to follow Jesus. It says, and then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. Let's read that again. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Your heart and your mind can be kept. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be anything that have a value, if anything that is holy, if there be anything that is consecrated, if there's anything that causes you to live a righteous life, that causes you to be the person of God God called you to be, if there's anything in that that, that is virtuous, yeah. come on, come on. Yeah. And if there be any, any praise, think on these things. On. Think on those things. Let your mind be on those things. Yeah. See, as a man, you have to do a lot to, to, to take care of your mind. Guard your heart. Keep it from things that are perverse. 
They say men have the ability because we're, we're, eye, we're eye-driven. We see things. We like pretty things. We like pretty cars, pretty girls, pretty homes, pretty lawns. I like having a nice lawn, by the way. We like them things. We like nice suits. We like nice clothes. But our eyes shouldn't be on those things. Our eyes should be on him. Because the lust of the flesh will never be fed enough. The more you feed something, the hungrier you get for it. And you become driven by it. And then you become obsessed by it. And then it overtakes you. And you feel like you can't get set free of it. But if you keep your mind stayed on the things that are virtuous, that are important, that are, that are, that, that I want to guard my heart. That means I can't watch as much TV as I normally would like to. That means I'm going to have to separate myself. I'm going to have to go to my backyard. I mean, that means I'm going to have to actually worship God. And while I'm in my backyard, I'm going to just raise my hands. I'm just going to worship him. You hear what I said? I love my backyard because God gave me a backyard where I could worship him. I don't care if my neighbors hear me. I don't care. There's a little, I'm totally convinced God created a little pathway for me to walk around my Cement is perfect. I walk around. I thank you, Father God. The plan of God is happening at the River Church. I thank you, Heavenly Father God, that my life is set apart for the Master's use, not for my own use. I thank you, Father God, that I demonstrate that as I live my life that I'm a holy man, separated into the things of God. And I'm doing it loud. A lot of times it's under my breath. Oh, I thank you, Father. I'm growing in on it. I've consecrated. I've made a decision to separate myself. I've made a decision to separate myself. I expect a greater anointing on my life. I expect great visibility of the, of the power of God present on my life. Do you hear what I said? I, I expect to see a greater, a greater visibility of the power of God in my life. Expect it. I expect it. I said I expect it. And the more time you spend with God, the more you'll see God start doing things. And you got to be really careful. Because then he, he talked about the glory. You don't take the glory for these things. You recognize he's the author and creator of it all. Amen. Amen. How many of you got blessed this morning? Amen. How many of you glad you came to church this morning? How many of you know that you're more than a conqueror? Come on. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. Praise God. So I'm, I'm going to be preaching with these in my hand for a while. I just sense that there's a there, there's going to be we're going to have a we're going to be we're going to have a healing service, and we're just going to we're going to be ready because when that when that word gets when we have that healing service and someone comes in who's sick, someone who comes in with a, maybe some uh, pins in their legs or whatever, Father, I just thank you, Father, it's going to get done. I, I believe that, and if there's an evil spirit, that spirit's going to be driven out. Amen.